0: Are you struggling to find bike friends? Or perhaps you already have lots of riding friends but would like to build a stronger bike community in your town. In either case, you might want to consider starting your own club or organizing a recurring group ride. That's what Erica Davis did. Erica is the founder of the Crank Queens, a thriving women's mountain bike membership group in Boise, Idaho. That's where I'm from. She shares how she first started the group, how she's grown it into what it is today, and how you might do the same. Even if you have no interest in starting a group of your own, stick around. We talk about tips for joining a group ride for the first time, ways to be more welcoming and inclusive, and how to make bike friends.
1: So I grew up in the Pacific Northwest, just outside of the Seattle area. Um, I was not a mountain biker until I moved to Boise about six years ago um, and moved here because I met my husband and he's from here. So we call Boise home. And uh, in my spare time, I've always been really outdoorsy, hiking, uh, road cycling. Uh, mountain biking and skiing were new experiences when I moved to Idaho. So love adding that kind of our list of of things to do in the outdoors. Um, And just grew up, you know, spending a lot of my time camping and hiking and fishing with my family. So I've always loved getting out in nature. Um, Professionally, I've mostly worked in coaching and leadership development. Um, I'm a wellness coach, um, but my kind of corporate background is working with executive leaders and teams to optimize their performance and development within organizations um, and building nonprofit organizations. And so have um, always loved especially working with women and empowering them, whether that's professionally or With their outdoor adventures, I've kind of historically been that friend where someone wants to try snowshoeing or backpacking or hiking and like, oh, I can teach you how to do that. And so a lot of my life has been spent um, helping women to get active and get outdoors and try new things and really inspiring them to do something that maybe they thought would be challenging or beyond their reach Um, I also have two uh, wonderful stepchildren, they're 14. So they just started high school this year, which is super exciting. Um, And we're mostly looking forward to them starting to drive really soon. Um, (laughs) And you don't (laughs) have to be the taxi anymore. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, two awesome stepkids who are also very active and outdoorsy with us, um, very avid mountain bikers themselves and race on uh, our local NICA team, which is the National Interscholastic Cycling Association. Uh, And my husband and I are both level three coaches for NICA and have been for the past three years. So spend a lot of time outdoors on our bikes and in nature. And really, that is our passion as a family. And my personal passion is really equipping women to do that for themselves. And not have to rely upon their husband or partner or boyfriend to get them out there, but just building that confidence for women in the outdoors.
0: So your group, Crank Queens, it's like grown into this big amazing thing. Yeah. But let's go back to the, <laughs> like the very early days. Why
1: did you? Yeah. First,
0: why did you first start that group? Yeah,
1: yeah. My origin story, as my yeah. stepdaughter calls it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I moved, like I said, I moved to Boise back in 2017. I met my husband. Um, neither of us were mountain bikers at the time. I come from a road cycling background, um, having lived in Portland for about 15 years and had done, you know, some casual races and community events there and bike commuted, um, but had never tried mountain biking because I had a lot of guy friends that mountain biked and honestly, they made it sound really scary. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like someone always like broke an arm on their weekend adventures and I was like, you know, that's not really For me, that's just a little bit too intense. And when I moved to Boise, I met a friend who invited me to check it out. She said, hey, do you want to come mountain biking with me and a group of women? And I was like, sure. I know how to ride a bike. How hard can it be? Right. Famous last words. And so I showed up uh, to Camel's Back Park on a Monday evening. And there were probably about 60 women there with a group called the Dirt Dolls. Mm -hmm. And she let me borrow uh, her spare mountain bike. And so I showed up and I was really proud of myself. I, I rode up, I think, Owl's Roost to um, Kestrel maybe. And that was a really big <laughs> ride for me at the time. It did definitely feel very intimidating. Um, you know, I I was fit and in shape, but mountain biking was kind of like this whole new level of challenging that. Um, but getting to experience it with other women who were so positive and encouraging and you know, just being able to show up and say, I've never tried this and have someone coach me through it was incredible. And so I began riding with the Dirt Dolls and learning how to mountain bike with that group of women. Um, they were about around for about 10 years in the Boise area um, and were really the foundation of getting a lot of us into the sport, um, which is really amazing. So I'm super thankful for the work that they did in the foundation they laid. Um, so fast forward a couple of years. um Later, I was actively mountain biking really consistently, riding a lot with my husband and his buddies, you know, still riding with the Dirt Dolls once a week um, when they were offering rides and had started racing. And I really began to notice that I wanted to ride a lot more and I wanted to ride with women Um, as much as I love my husband. um, I really enjoyed riding with other women who are more at the same um, skill and fitness level Mm -hmm. that I was at. And so Um, In 2019, I just put a group text together of women that I knew who enjoyed mountain biking and just started saying, hey, who wants to get up early and hit, you know, Shane's loop with me at 6 a.m. Who wants to head up to Bogus on the weekend? And we just started this group text. Probably about a dozen women on the group text, and after some time, one of the women said, "Hey, I think that we should like have a name, like be like a thing, you know." <laughs> and so, because we were riding together, you know, at least two or three times a week at that point, and really loving it. And uh, you know, for me at least personally, also just seeing a lot of improvement in my fitness and my skill level. You know, I was starting to invest in clinics and and really just building this passion for the sport. Um, And so I did, you know, kind of like a group um, poll of a bunch of different names and Crank Queens was the one that got the most votes. Um, And so I started a bigger group chat that women could join um, through an app and just began organizing rides. And, you know, for me, I think that's one of the skill sets that I bring. I'm, I'm maybe not the fastest rider or the most technically skilled, but I am really good at organizing. And so just bringing that gift to the group of getting women together, having a plan. Some nights we'd go and ride and then go get drinks afterward and hang out and talk about, you know, family and jobs and all that good stuff. And then from there, you know, someone said, hey, we should have a logo. I have a friend who's a graphic designer and let's see if she can help us out. And so, you know, it really just kind of grew from, this group text of 12 women back in 2019 to now being um, 80 plus members (laughs) and growing Um, and so it's really been this evolution of in a lot of ways my passion project of something that I loved doing and taking my skills of organizing and bringing women together to really this full-fledged organization that's recognized by our local trail association and has sponsors and you know does a whole lot more than just mountain biking at this point to really help women, um, be healthy and get active and build community.
0: So you mentioned that it's now become a membership that you have Mm -hmm. these 80 members. That's like a little bit unusual. I think for a lot of folks listening in terms of like their groups or their clubs, why did you decide to go to with the membership program and what does that look like?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. So for, you know, quite a few years, I was really running the Crank Queens um, out of my own personal budget and some really kind donations from a couple of our local groups that do fundraising. And I really got to a point, um, you know, looking at other organizations that were largely volunteer based. I was just realizing that uh, that wasn't financially sustainable at the end of the day. And there needed to be some mechanisms to bring in revenue for the organization so that I could offer more programming, um, that we could have more resources, that that we could just do more. Um, at that point, I was already scholarshiping women to race and to be a part of clinics. And I wanted to offer more of that. I wanted to offer more wellness-based content. Um, I find that women, once they start writing with me, would then have questions about, you know what do you eat when you train and how do you train and how do you find time to train when you have kids and all these questions that were kind of the bigger picture of everything that we need to do off the bike so that we can really enjoy our experience on the bike and so really wanting to offer more programming around that um, for women who want to take their riding and their community to the next level um one of my core um Values with that is I still wanted the group rides to be free to any women who want to participate. So I've followed that model since starting the membership program where we still offer free rides to women who want to just come out and meet some women to ride with and connect. There's no obligation to join um, for women who show up for a ride, um, but really having kind of like that next level for women who, you know, they want to learn more about nutrition. They want to learn more about training. They want to build that deeper community by attending a retreat or an event um, that's not just about getting out on the bike. Um, And so it was this great combination of being able to offer more while also creating an organization that could be financially sustainable in the long run through that membership-based community. I also really have found, especially in the past couple of years that women really want that community connection, Mm -hmm. that riding our bikes is kind of the pathway to make that connection. But I've heard from a lot of women who show up and say, I've had a really hard time, meeting people you know I I just moved here and had a hard time connecting and you know honestly for me that's part of why the organization started was because I wanted women to get out and be active with Um, and so really facilitating that connection piece through having that membership um, access has been um, really cool just to see you know kind of what that's added.
0: I know that there are a couple other groups like yours, like the women mountain bike in Salt Lake has a similar mm-hmm. program. Um, did you look to any of those groups or reach out to them to help you when you were deciding to create your program? Um, or yeah, are there any other groups across the country that you've connected with?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, definitely have looked at different groups online, but a lot of my kind of thinking and modeling around the membership program came from looking at other membership programs outside of the industry, specifically for women um and a lot of those you know also being based kind of in in the wellness industry or outdoor industry um and then i also met with those who individuals who have experience in you know getting sponsorships and and more of that side of of the organization as well Um, and you know going to them and saying now and saying hey you know this is all new to me where do i start how do i approach organizations for sponsorships um and really getting that insight on the sponsorship side of things as well. So I would say probably drawing more on the expertise of people who have done memberships and sponsorships outside of the bike okay. industry, um, more so just to kind of get a perspective that's that's um, maybe a little bit broader um, and thinking a little bit outside of the box.
0: Going back to the early days again, what advice would you have for other ladies who would like to start something similar? Maybe they just want to start doing like a once a week group ride with some friends. What advice would you have for them?
1: Yeah, I think start small. Um, You know, I think one thing that I, I did learn looking at other organizations, I would say primarily organizations that have not been able to sustain their efforts is that, you know, for most of us, this is this is not a paid gig, right? This is just something that we're doing out of our own passion and desire to get more people on bikes. And so really starting with what's realistic for you to manage and maintain um, and then inviting other people in. So about a year ago, uh, one of my, um, I would call them advisors or mentors in this process, he said, Erica, I think you really need to start an ambassador program. And I was like, oh, I like that idea. Mm-hmm. And that really just took off immediately I have um, eight ambassadors currently it's an annual commitment so I'll actually be reaching out to um, find new ambassadors for this next round for next year, uh, but that was a way that I was able to take my time and expand it so instead of Erica having to be at every single event in the face of things having eight other women who have similar values and similar mindset, especially around cycling and working with women who could show up and lead a ride or a paddle boarding event or, you know, something that they're passionate about that maybe has nothing to do with cycling, mm-hmm. but helps get women connected. And so I would advise people to think about who they can partner with and bring in to help them um, with that process. So it's not all resting on them.
0: Yes. <laughs> Yeah, going back to the women mountain bike, that was the group I was a part of when I lived in Mm -hmm. Salt Lake. And the lady that started that is actually no longer even a part of the group. And it's, you know, she was able to start it and create structure around it. And it's Mm -hmm. now its own thing, which is pretty amazing. And leadership is shared and taken over over time, too. Um, Those first 12 friends you had how did you find those friends? I think that's something that I hear from a lot of women is that they just like, can't even find friends. Like, how am I going to start this group text message with ladies that don't exist yet?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I had been riding with the Dirt Dolls. And so some of those women were from that group. Mm -hmm. Um, There were also some meetup groups that my husband and I were riding with where I would show up and I would, you know, introduce myself to the women in that group and get to know them. Um, And then some of it was just being out on the trails and Uh, You know, if I would run into some women just talking with them and, you know, asking if they wanted to ride together, um, being up at Bogus and running into women who maybe were out with their husbands and didn't have the best experience riding downhill with their husbands and saying, hey, do you want to come ride with us instead? Um, So a lot of it was just being out there in the community, going to other groups that were organizing rides, being a part of the Dirt Dolls. a lot of it was just putting myself out there Mm -hmm. and putting the invitation out there.
0: Yeah. I think that's huge. That's how, when I've moved to new cities, I've always just, um, you know, ask, like, if I run into a lady a couple times, I've seen her three times out on right. the trail, the like, fourth time. I'll say, hey, yeah. can I get your telephone number? Or would yeah. you want to go ride sometime? Yeah. And that is scary, but it's mm-hmm. worth it. I've never had anybody say, no, I don't want to ride right. with you. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I find at least with women, they're usually pretty appreciative to find other women to ride with. Yes. Um. And honestly, even sometimes my husband would be out and he would run into, you know, some wives of some guys that he rides with and be like, hey, you should go ride with my wife. So a lot of it was just word of mouth women inviting their other friends, you know, running into people, being at yoga class and finding out someone was a mountain biker and saying, hey, we should go ride together.
0: In terms of leading group rides, what kind of tips do you have?
1: Yeah. Uh, So tip number one, um, I do have folks sign a waiver and I'm really clear on our website of what's expected. So we have an FAQ page, that outlines, You know, what can you expect when you ride with us? What do you need to bring with you? What level of skill do you need to have? Um, We have never been a teaching organization, um, and our rides are, you know, in full transparency, they're not for women who don't know how to ride a mountain bike. Mm There are clinics we can direct them to and even clinics that we host for free uh, to help women get on a bike and get comfortable with that. Um, But just being really clear about what they can expect when they show up. So, you know, is this going to be a more intermediate ride? Is this going to be a social ride? Are we going to stop at every trail junction? Um, I remember being at a bike maintenance class for women And I was, I said something about a no drop ride and a woman said, oh, I thought that meant that there wouldn't be any like drops that we had to ride. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, this was so insightful because I knew coming, especially from road cycling, that no drop meant that like we weren't going to leave in the dust. Right. (laughs) Right. And this woman thought it meant she was going to have to go down any features, um, which either way, you know, I guess kind of communicates it's maybe more of a beginner friendly ride, but it was really insightful of, oh, gosh, I need to make sure that I'm explaining mm. the terminology yeah. and not making assumptions. So I have tried through both our website and our social media account to, you know, and even reposting some of your content that you create through Fem Cycle, Um you know, how do we make sure that we're not kind of having this weird, mysterious language or lingo that makes it intimidating or creates a barrier for women to participate? Um, I will have women who email me or message me on Instagram to say, "I've never ridden with you." You know, basically, like, can can I come out and ride? And mm-hmm. I'll just ask them some questions about, like, well, where do you usually ride, and just kind of get some information to make sure that. I feel like I can confidently say like, yes, this would be a great experience for you. Um, You know, I'm not going to take a beginner out to a more advanced trail like Wilson Creek. I'm not going to um, ask someone to come and ride downhill with us who's, you know, maybe just getting introduced to the sport, Um, but really trying to make sure that I'm being as transparent as possible for what to expect. Um, And then, you know, as we're out there riding, You know, if I'm noticing someone who maybe is not as aware of some of the trail etiquette, just being like, hey, you know, mentioning that information um, in a way that's, you know, not intimidating or making them feel bad, uh, but, you know, helping them get access to the information so they can grow their knowledge and expertise.
0: And on these group rides, somebody new comes. Do you have any tips on how to be welcoming, how to be inclusive? Mm -hmm. Have you found any kind of best practices in that area?
1: Yeah. So if I'm the leader um, for that night, definitely, you know, introducing myself to that individual, trying to find out a little bit about them. I mean, I think just a good kind of like welcoming tip in general for any sort of event is if that woman says, oh, I, you know, work at such such and such or I'm from X part of the country or whatever. I typically know someone else in that group that maybe has a similar background or experience and say, hey, can I introduce you to, and then making that introduction so I'm not the only friendly face that they know, but trying to quickly help them get integrated into the group through knowing a bit about their common experience and how that might relate to someone else and connect them with someone else. Um, And I think having the ambassador program has helped with that because there's a variety of faces leading rides. um, So it's not just my face there but really helping them to connect with other women quickly in the group through shared backgrounds and experiences.
0: You had mentioned having new women reach out to you ahead of time to make sure, you know, the Mm -hmm. group is good fit. And Mm -hmm. um, do you have any other recommendations for women who want to join a new group? What what should they do ahead of
1: time? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I think reaching out to the group leader is great, asking, not being afraid to ask questions Um, I would also say bringing a friend, you know, I mean, I showed up to my first dirt dolls ride because a friend invited me so bring a friend. Maybe you have a neighbor who also wants to start mountain biking with a group of women so invite her to go with you. Um, And I think too, just when you show up being honest about like, hey, I'm new and I'm, you know, I want to meet some new riding friends like be clear about what you want, um, which I think is sometimes hard for us as women but don't be afraid to show up and say hey I'm new I just moved into town. Excited to check out the trails. You know, I've never been on this route before. Um, And just being vocal about what you're wanting to get out of the group as well.
0: Aside from starting a group, do you have any other suggestions on how you can get more involved in the community and build or maybe even help build a bike community in your area?
1: Yeah, yeah. So we're fortunate enough in Boise to have Swimba, our local trail association I think that is a great place to start if your community has a local trail association whether it is mountain bike specific or maybe just a broader trail association getting involved there Um, oftentimes those organizations they're doing advocacy they're doing trail building Uh, our organization um, offers bike mechanic clinics for women in partnership with us so they really do a lot to give back Um, even showing up to do a trail maintenance day if you're new to the community as a way to get to know people before you get out on the trails. So I think leveraging some of the local organizations that are already in place, um, is a great place to start.
0: Aside from, you know, just the early days of texting friends and word of mouth, has there been anything you've done to like market yourself?
1: Uh, Instagram is really the main thing. Yeah. So, um, when we, have, you know, officially got a logo and, and really became more of an official group, I did start an Instagram account. Um, I actually don't have a personal Instagram, so it was my first time on Instagram. Um, but I think that's been probably one of the most effective ways. We had an Instagram account before we had a website. Um, I'm not on Facebook, so that's why we don't have a Facebook account. Um simple as that. But I did find that for some women who weren't on Instagram, that was a barrier to find information. And so then I did um, actually work with that same graphic designer to create a website um, so that we could have rides posted and a little bit more details on what to expect to come out and ride with us and just more information about the organization in general. Um, So, you know, I think leveraging some of those social media venues are great. I know other women's groups that have, you know, private Facebook groups where they're sharing information. Um, We now have a a private members channel where we have forums that for women who join the membership can get in there and and connect on, you know, like trail information or planning trips or things like that. Um, But for us, it really started with um, word of mouth and Instagram for marketing.
0: Um, I've got three final questions for you. But before I do that, where can folks come connect with you um for crank queens as well as your
1: coaching business yeah so for crank queens our website is crankqueens.org and our instagram handle is crank queens boise um and then for my wellness business it's wellness and well with erica on instagram
0: very good and we'll include those links in the show notes
1: too awesome thanks
0: okay first question for you is what bike or bikes do you
1: ride Oh, well, I have a few. <laughs> uh, so currently I ride a Trek Supercaliber for racing. I, I do a lot of endurance mountain bike races. Um, and so I've been racing on that for two seasons, I think. Um, and then I have a canyon lux. It is just kind of like my fun trail bike. So
0: second question is what is your favorite place you've ever ridden your bike?
1: Oh, that is a really hard one. Um can I give you three favorite places sure go for it (laughs) (laughs) okay so um post canyon and hood river in the fall which we're actually doing a retreat there next month which i'm really excited about um anywhere in bend but specifically uh riding swampies like the swampies shuttle um where you ride from the swampies um trailhead down into town uh and then i really love the fisher williams trail Mm -hmm. in idaho Stanley,
0: final question is what is your favorite thing about riding your bike
1: it is an experience where I'm totally focused on just being outdoors and being in my body and it really helps me to just let go of overthinking or stress or the things on my to-do list that are not done and it's a place where I'm fully present
0: did you enjoy that episode if so, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or tell your favorite female riding partners about us. It helps us get the word out about the Femme Cyclist Podcast, grow our community, and reach more rad women like yourself. Thanks for listening, and until next time, happy riding.